Lions conversation dominating the start of this show. Let's go check in with Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. And uh, Rizzy, I know it wasn't a game that put them in the playoffs, but the way the Lions played start to finish, uh, that's about as good as any team in the NFL can play on the road at Lambeau. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that they still treated it like it was a playoff, like win and you're in type of game, even though it wasn't, I think that speaks to where this team is at and the maturity of such a young team. They they were the better team. They were the better prepared team last night. And, and Green Bay had everything to play for. If they won, they were in. And uh, they just, the Lions outclassed them uh, in, 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 in any number of ways. And I think that points to uh, a very bright future for Detroit. Look, it was a great win. Getting above 500 for the season, 9-8. and eight. Uh, they went eight and three in their last eleven, mm. and I think that sends that sends a great statement. You know, we we talked. It's interesting. You, you you phrase it. They were one and six and finished nine and eight. Okay, that that's pretty cool. Um, but going, you know, eight and two over the last ten, like that's that 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 puts it in a different perspective. I think that shows where the arrow is pointing for this team, and that's straight up and. Uh, it went straight up uh, parts of Green Bay last night that uh, I think we're pretty happy about, too. And went straight up some certain areas we can't really discuss uh, on air as we're a family-friendly <laughs> show. Uh, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube, joining us on the Meyer uh, guest line. Yeah, that foundation is set that Campbell talked uh, about afterwards. Uh, the road will go through Detroit. Uh, I think the rebuild, you know, we've used that line, rebuilding since 57 is over. So now this offseason, uh, when you look at it, uh, is it now with the shakeup with the Rams losing, the Lions losing, uh, is it 6-18 and 18 in the first round for the Lions, or what's that number on those two first-round picks? Yeah, they're picking 6-18, and 18, and then in the second round they are at 49-60, and 60, although that last one depends on how the Vikings finish out. So uh, they're looking pretty good. They got, they got four picks in the first 60, pick 60. Uh, that that gives them a lot of flexibility to do whatever the heck they want in the draft. I go back to our conversation last week on air, Rizzy, where, you know, weaknesses, what do they need now next level uh, to win the NFC North next year, be a playoff team, maybe even get multiple home playoff games, backup QB, shut down corner, if not a couple of corners, but we'll go with one and not get too greedy, maybe from those two first-rounders at least one, a linebacker with some more speed, you could play opposite side, of Hutch, which we'll get to Hutch uh, in his season he had in a moment. Uh, but really, those two first-rounders right now, if the draft was tomorrow uh, and the Lions are picking 6-18, and 18, what positions, not necessarily players, but what positions would be priority one and two? Yeah, I think you hit on on a couple of them there. Cornerback is, is definitely one. And, and, and again, it's a fantastic draft to need a cornerback. Uh, I'm not even halfway through the, the evaluations on on the class, and I'm already like, th- there's some dudes in this class that are gonna gonna be really really good in the NFL. Uh, so that's certainly something they need to hit. They do need another defensive tackle uh, with Isaiah Bugs and Benito Jones both being potential free agents. Look, both those guys played played their butts off last night, and you saw how good they can be when that defensive line plays well. Uh, I hope that they bring Bugs back at minimum, but uh, that, that's something that they have to look at. Jamal Williams is a free agent. Craig Reynolds is a free agent. Justin Jackson's a free agent. So they got to shore up the running back room. Uh, that, that's a need. That's not necessarily a first round need. Uh, and again, that's another place where the free agent class is 
absolutely boffo loaded. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to be a free agent this offseason, led the NFL in touchdowns this year. He might not be one of the 10 best backs available in free agency. That tells you where the, 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 the free agent class is. So they got to get that. Uh, backup quarterback, certainly with Goff being the only quarterback under contract. Uh, we're going to have a lot of debate this offseason about whether you draft one early, draft one later, sign a free agent. Uh, regardless of how they get it, that's something they absolutely have to get. Uh, again, linebacker, you hit on that. That's a good one. Uh, I do think that their prioritization of linebacker is going to be interesting to see because uh, they dabbled with James Houston being more off-ball linebacker in the last couple of games, and he wore it pretty well. If they can do that, they they're they're still got Rodrigo. They still have Derek Barnes. Uh, they, they they've got some potential to do some flexibility there. And then my personal number one need for the defense is the slot corner. Will Harris is gone. I don't really expect him back. Uh, that they, they like to play a safety there. That's something that they're going to have to get. It is a guy who can play, uh, ideally, a safety who can play the slot corner role, the way that Jalen Petrie did for, for Houston this year, the way Car- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson does for Philadelphia. That's the biggest need on defense right now, and that's something that they're definitely going to prioritize, uh, whether in the offseason uh, free agency or draft. But with the depth of that draft and also the salary cap freedom they have, they should be able to fill every need. And I'm talking not just gap guys, but I'm talking players who contribute this fall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're going to spend a little bit. Uh, their their tight end room probably could use somebody a little bit higher end than, than Brock Wright, though I don't think they're very disappointed in that. They do have to get a right guard somewhere. That's that's generally a position where you can find a guy in free agency That the way that they found Evan Brown, the way they found Big V, uh, and look, they're going to have more money that, to spend depending on what happens with guys like Brockers and, and Vitae. Uh, you know, they, they've, they're going to have a, a, a fun offseason, but it's great that you're going into an offseason where you're not trying to rebuild. You're trying to, like, tweak now. Um, you know, you're, you're not overhauling the, you're rebuilding the engine. You're, t- you're, you're, you're tuning it up. And I think that's that's a fun way to approach it. And it's, it's a different mindset that we as fans and media are going to have to get into is like, we're not relying on our fifth round pick to start anymore. Like he might not make the team. Like that's how good this team is with with young talent right now, and how good of a shape they're in with the roster. Uh, it, it's it's going to be finding good fits, culture fits, guys who who want to play the way Dan Campbell wants to this team to play. I think you see that they've done a pretty good job of identifying that, and I'm 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 just excited as heck to to start diving into seeing what where where, where they're going to go. And one of the things that I do at Lions Wire every offseason is I do a, a mock offseason. It's not just a mock draft, but I project who gets cut, who uh, who can be signed in free agency, who you can let go, and then do a mock draft with it. Uh, the first one of those is coming later this week. And uh, i, I got to tell you, man, it's so weird finding the needs and, and all the available options that they have and the fact that, like, one of these guys could be the reason why they win the NFC North next year. Instead of one of these guys could be the reason why we don't go five and twelve. Uh, it's it's a very fun place to be right now. Jeff Risden for the LionsWire.com. Follow the LionsWire on Facebook and Twitter. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Joining us on the Meyer Guests on yeah because our Bud Light huge question of the day: Good and bad for the Lions season, and I think the bad is really limited. Uh, Boyle was a horrible pickup. Uh, as a backup QB, considering the money they paid him. Defense was bad uh, the first seven games. Uh, game clock management was bad during that 
first seven games, but you know, you watch Dan Campbell learn from Minnesota and go for it on fourth down, did kick the field goal last night to put it away. I think Campbell grew as a coach, Aaron Glenn grew as a coordinator, Ben Johnson was fantastic. Uh, and again, Campbell gave that up. You know, the negatives are really limited. This team is close. And not just close to being a playoff team. We're talking about contending now because if I look at the NFL today, as we talk, Rizzy, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philly with Jalen Hurts, and San Francisco when fully healthy would be the five teams that I would put in front of the Lions right now in the NFL. That the Lions are legitimately no matter how you want to go back and forth, a top 10 team in the NFL going into next season. Oh, I, I'm 100% with you on that. And it's going to be fun to see when the, the preseason power rankings start coming out. Uh, and there's probably some outlets that have those coming out pretty soon. But the, the Lions should be um, should be second in the NFC North, if not first. I, Minnesota, we'll see what happens with Minnesota in the postseason. I I don't know where to go with that, honestly. But in terms of like the the young talent on the team, and look, you talked about the, the the growth of the team. Don't forget, this was the youngest team in the NFL, specifically on defense. And a lot of the improvement just came because the players got used to being NFL players and playing together. That's not going to change. Like that's that's only going to get better. So uh, yeah, it's. Oh, man, I'm thinking about the the, the teams you just rattled off there, and and who else would be above them? Like Baltimore, who knows what's going on with them? Lamar's leaving. I I think Lamar's going to be a New York Jet. That's going to be a fun development to watch. Yeah, they they don't seem all that inclined to pay him. That's that's definitely one of the NFL. That's why he's not playing. He's done. He's not going to go out playing hurt and uh, lose that uh, monster contract during the offseason. Hey, wanted to get your thoughts, Jeff, before we're done. Uh, the Lions' yeah. home and away schedule. I did share your story for the LionsWire.com at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Uh, the dates and times of the games won't come out until uh, late April, early May of this year. But the Lions' home games, obviously, Bears, Packers, uh, Vikings from the NFC North, Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, Raiders, Seahawks. I love that home schedule and away for the fall of 2023 into 2024, Bears, Packers, Vikings from the NFC North, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Ravens. It's kind of amazing to see how easy on paper the home schedule looks and then away looks pretty strong. You know, and, and the thing that I took from the away schedule, there are only two potential cold weather games uh, outside the division. Uh, and, and Baltimore, if you get that game early in the season, it could actually be hot. So they're, they're playing some dome teams. I, I think it's a very, right now, it looks like a pretty manageable schedule. Obviously, you don't know the sequence yet. But I will say, we got to be careful about judging all these teams because at this point last year, everybody's pointing, oh, the Lions schedule is going to be easy. You know, look at, look at all the, the bad teams from 2021 that they're playing. Well, they had the second hardest strength of schedule of any team this year. Chicago had the highest, and that's because they played Detroit, and Detroit wound up with a winning record. So you got to be careful in judging that, but it certainly seems manageable. Uh, and, and by the way, there's a couple of, of fun potential road trips that are on there. And just keep this in mind, they are due to play overseas, and it's a great year for that to happen because they're, they're losing. Like they play eight home games and nine road games. One of those AFC road games could very well wind up being in London or Germany 
Uh, and I hope it happens because, uh, I, look, they were scheduled to play in London in 2020 when COVID hit. I'm bummed because I was going to be over there um, checking out some of my ancestral homeland, and I, I missed out on that. So I, I'm really pumped that they might get a, a road game overseas. That's uh, that's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, based on how they played the closeout of the season, I think there will be multiple national TV games uh, for the Lions oh, yeah. this fall, especially on the away side of the schedule. When you got games at the Chiefs, I could see that as a Monday night, Sunday night game at the Chargers, at the Saints, at the Buccaneers, even though Brady will be done, at the Cowboys, uh, at the Ravens. All looks good. You can follow the Lions year-round uh, the LionsWire.com at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N and also the Detroit Lions podcast. The reaction to the Packers win is up right now. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Good stuff, Rizzy. We'll talk later in the weekend studio. It's a great time to be a Lions fan. Thanks for having me. Well, he's excited, man. Aren't we all?